www.thepatriotsocialcenter.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. 51 minutes past the hour with Chuck Malamut. All about your financial matters. 609-383-2010. Put that in your Rolodex, in your smartphone. Keep it. Give Chuck a call. Sit down. Review where you are now. Really perfect time to sit down with Chuck and see exactly where you are now and where you need to be, 609-383-2010. Chuck, I know you mentioned it, but are you comfortable reporting that April was the low point of the recession? Well, you know, Harry, you, you, you never know until you, you know, you, unless you're driving, you know, all day long looking through the rearview mirror of yeah. your, you know, when, in your in your car. But, uh, look, retail sales, you know, collapsed a record 16.4% last month. Uh, with with only with only the online retailers avoiding the pain, so we expect to see economic data. You know, will be improving in May as parts of the economy begin to reopen. Um, now, what has happened, as you know, um, you know, businesses have been sort of uh, you know picked and chosen as to essential, and you covered it yesterday with the. Uh, you know, with the business in Cape May County, um, you know, selling essential services, but you're not allowed to do so. And then, you know, one of the one of the uh, the big retailers, you know, this morning announced earnings. They beat expectations, but I, I think what you need to think about is like it, it was done in, 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 at the hands of a lot of small businesses. Yeah, it's a really that, good point. You know, unfortunately, are, are now closing because you know they were not deemed essential. Mm, so true. Um, yeah. And, and and you know we we have to get back we have to get back i mean it's you know it's it's um we, we can't keep going at this pace because what'll what'll happen is uh we will you know end up you know bankrupting small businesses when you you think about it fifty i went back here and i looked fifty two percent of um five hundred small business owners that have anywhere from you know a survey was done that have anywhere from two to five hundred employees were interviewed in the middle of April. They feared they would be out of business in six months or less Oof. if um, if the restrictions that are imposed right now due to COVID nineteen, you know, continued at this at this pace. Mm. Now, I, I think you can you can look at you know some individual businesses that have unfortunately closed. Um, you know, as a result of this, you've seen a number of bankruptcies with some of these uh, big retailers. And you know it's 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 going to continue. So you know, again, are we going to kill ourselves because of the of the health crisis, or are we going to kill ourselves because of the economy? Well stated, my brother. Uh, where do our credit markets stand? So they still remain somewhat stressed, Harry. I think, as I mentioned to you about them, um, well, it seems like you know, it's actually two months ago now. Mm-hmm that the credit markets were basically frozen for a number of days where you couldn't get bids to sell bonds. Um, and the bids that you did get back, you know, came back, they were very, very erratic and weren't even close to what the market said they should be worth because all the dealers, you know, basically all the buyers kind of walked away. So the, the credit markets do remain stressed, but are starting to improve. So the, as I mentioned before, the Fed announced a couple of weeks ago, they were going to support, you know, the credit markets, um, you know, the absolute yields have declined and the credit spreads have tightened and narrowed, which is good. Spreads still remain wide by historic standards, 
but the conditions that we're seeing are slowly getting better. So that's obviously a, a, another good sign for the economy. Chuck, will there be another fiscal stimulus? Well, I know that you and Kirk kind of talked about it this morning earlier today. Um, I mean, the, the three the three trillion dollar package that was passed by the House has has absolutely no chance. I Harry, I think of passing in the Senate, although. There is some consensus coming out of Washington that more stimulus is needed. Yeah. You know, we, we think we're going to see a, a package in a neighborhood of a trillion dollars that could include some relief for state and local governments, uh, some additional health care funding, some business liability protections, additional unemployment insurance, and maybe even direct payments to some individuals. Because there's, you know, the three trillion that was that was floated um you know, by Nancy Pelosi. I don't know, Harry, you know, how much of it you got, you, you really were able to dig into it. It was a four, it was 1,815 pages. This, this heroes act is this referred to. Um, and, and on, on, on page 1400, it addressed student loans. I saw that. And it, it basically said that they were going to forgive up to $10,000 of every federal student loan. I mean, think about that. 10000 for every student loan. Yeah, and also, I did. you know that's near and dear to me for obvious reasons, Chuck. And we've talked about this for many years on your program because we have put children through college. In addition to the $10,000 forgiveness, there's another year of no payments, no interest, no penalties, of not making payments. Now, I find this interesting as well, buried in the act as well. Um, there was a provision that would allow cannabis businesses to maintain federal bank accounts, you know, something that's not currently allowed. You know, think about, you know, you know, how cannabis has, you know, you know, legalized cannabis, you know, like in Colorado, for instance, um, you know, open to operate and sell, but it's all cash money. You know, so, so, you know, I, Harry, I'm thinking that's actually not such a bad thing because if you can open a, a bank account, you can at least have a place to put the money. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of the danger of having cash in your store oh, or, yeah. or taking it to a vault, you know, to, to, to store it, so to speak. Yeah. So because, because it's an industry that states are permitting, but is still against federal law. It's such a good point you're making. Chuck, a listener, a great friend of the program, wrote in, what about the national debt? I almost wrote back, hilarious, but I figure we'll just talk about it for a minute. We're in the final minute, Chuck. We're accumulating debt, the likes of which, this isn't just that our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and beyond will have to pay. I believe we are now accumulating a size of debt that we just will never, ever be able to repay. All right, so after seven months, Going through, uh, you know, fiscal year 2020, you know, because that that ends, you know, April of this, of April 30th this past of 2020. The government's budget deficit to date is almost 1.5 trillion, more than the nation's all-time record deficit for a single fiscal year of 1.41 million. That was in fiscal year 2009. So you think about it. We and you said million, and you meant trillion. Seven months. I mean, it's true, you know, so we, we blew through that number in seven months. So, 
I, and I this, and this is that. with another round of stimulus, and all they laughed out three trillion. I don't think they'll laugh out one trillion more. So we have another massive. We're at three point five stimulus. Three point five stimulus four is definitely coming. It's just they want to let Republicans want to let this play out a little bit and see how the money that has been allocated is spent. A reminder for all of your financial planning needs: Chuck Malamut six zero nine. 383-2010, and every Tuesday morning here in the 8 o'clock hour. Chuck, that's it. You did it. You did it well, and look forward to next time. Harry, thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully I get to see you real soon. I look forward to it, Chuck. Have a great day. Be safe. Be healthy. And when we come back, if all is according to Hoyle, Dr. Mark Newkirk, and then open forum. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. It's a smear tactic. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what China calls the letter President Trump wrote to the World Health Organization, saying he's trying to shift blame from his own incompetence handling the coronavirus. Fox's John Decker live in Washington. President Trump threatening to permanently cut off funding to the WHO and revoke U.S. membership if the group doesn't make changes meant to curb what he's called its pro-China bias. In the letter to the WHO Director General, the president said the organization has shown an alarming lack of independence from Beijing and failed to adequately respond to the coronavirus pandemic. The president has suspended contributions to the WHO in April, pending an internal review of the WHO's response to the pandemic. President Trump has given the WHO 30 days to make what he called major substantive improvements. Dave? John, a short time ago, the World Health Assembly passed a resolution without any country objecting, calling for an investigation into the origins of the outbreak. The president is now taking a drug he's been touting, hydroxychloroquine. Okay, what do you have to lose? So I, medicine? I have been taking it for about a week, week for about a week and a half. Every day? At some point, every day. He says his doctor agreed the benefits of taking it as a coronavirus preventive outweigh the risks, though some studies have shown it's not effective. The FDA earlier warned of dangerous side effects. Trump critics say it shows again he doesn't listen to science. White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany just told Fox. These apoplectic um, analyses of hydroxychloroquine ignore the fact that tens of millions of people around the world have used this drug for other purposes. Now, restaurant industry leaders are asking for an easing of loan terms to give them more time to bring back workers, as about two-thirds of them are out of a job now. Some states have lifted restrictions, allowing limited dining in, including Ohio. We had a couple outliers over the weekend uh, in regard to bars uh, that were letting people come much you know, congregate too much. Republican Governor Mike DeWine told Fox they'll enforce social distancing and penalize offenders. America's listening to Fox News. From nurses to truck drivers, doctors to grocery clerks, the front lines in today's crisis are filled with brave actions every day. And you can do your part by completing the 2020 Census. This simple effort online, by phone or by mail, will help impact the next 10 years of healthcare, schools, and roads. All of our first responders need your response. So go to 2020census.gov today. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Dell Technologies has special business savings right now to help you office everywhere and stay productive. Save up to 45% on desktops, laptops, and do-it-all servers with Intel Core processors. Upgrade to new modern devices with Windows 10 and save on essential electronics. All with free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. There are two concerns to highlight today. First is the wind gusting between 30 and 40 miles an hour through at least this morning. Second is the ocean with rough surf and minor flooding of tidal waterways expected today too. With a mix of sun and clouds, we'll only top out around 60 degrees, certainly on the cool side again. Chance of a shower tonight. It'll be breezy and cool, low of 45. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of only 59. Partly sunny and dry and 62 on Thursday. Next chance of rain will be Friday into Saturday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarowan, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I just learned of a term, now I've heard the words before, but I just learned of a term that is so incredible that I hope I remember to mention it before the end of the program. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to tell you that my very great friend, Dr. Mark Newkirk, is here. He is taking care of wonderful pets for basically 40 years and beyond. The owner, the operator of Newkirk Family Veterinarians the official, the exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program. And I'm so proud to have made my latest referral to Dr. Newkirk. Darwin uh, is going to meet the whole team. I know the appointment is set. And this is one of the most beautiful dogs I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. And such a temperament. Wonderful dog. Dr. Newkirk is here on the first and third Tuesday of every month, right at this point of the program at 904 and we spend 30 minutes together talking about Newkirk Family Veterinarians, talking all about your pets. And if you have a question for Dr. Newkirk about your pets, 609-407-1450. You can talk to the doc, have an on-air consult now, or call over at the uh, Newkirk Family Veterinarians at 3085 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township at 609-645-2120 on the web at Newkirk familyveterinarians.com put that bookmark that and also have the app on your smartphone uh brand new clients of dr newkirk's they were so impressed with his website which is new and improved it's it's terrific and also the newkirk app doc how are you during this great pandemic uh, we are busier than uh, heck, uh, thankfully. Uh, take, we're open and helping all the animals, and um, unfortunately, animals still get sick, and of course, we take care of them, and uh, fortunately and wonderfully, uh, we see uh, new puppies and kittens, so we get to smile every day and laugh every day, and we get to play with puppies. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a dream job. I'll tell you, and it's so obvious what do they say? Uh, do what you love to do. My father taught me as a boy, do what you love to do. Find what you love to do. You'll never work a day in your life. You love taking care of these pets, don't you? Yeah, you know, uh, it's been almost 40 years, and I look back and say, oh, my gosh, where did 40 years go? But still, every day, it's a pleasure to come in and uh, 
you know, we, we, we of course deal with our tragedies and end of life things, but, um, you know, even that's a privilege. We get to end suffering. We get to end pain. And, you know, boy, I wish this was legal for us because if it was ever me in that situation, I'd want to be put out too. But, uh, you know, even in this traumatic time uh, of COVID virus, uh, you know, we're, we're still here. We're ready. We're helping animals every day. And, uh, yeah, it's still a great pleasure. And, uh, I can't imagine ever stopping. Uh, slowing down, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But stopping, you know. In terms of the services that you're providing right now, give folks an idea, and I think we're very close uh, to maybe this conversation won't be required for very much longer. Hospitals are opening up in the very near future with all their elective surgeries and things, because as you know, they, they have hemorrhaged millions of dollars because all they've been able to do is focus on the coronavirus and those with the disease COVID-19. They haven't been able to do all the different things uh, that they do. Think about this, Doc. I mean, it hasn't happened f- for you necessarily, although you did also curtail so- the well visits and things like that. But there are women out there that haven't been able to get mammograms. Uh, there are men out there and others that haven't had a chance to have colonoscopies that maybe they had scheduled. I mean, for over two months now, going on three months, Nobody's gone to the dentist. Nobody has been able to go to a well visit. No one's been able to do anything elective. And, and sometimes elective is, is, is a, a rather tough um, term to define because if you're in excruciating pain and you were about to have maybe a knee replacement or something like that and you're in terrible pain, well, that doesn't count. I mean, that does, you get, you're going to be in pain for a little while longer. Obviously, if you're in excruciating pain, you can get a tooth extracted or do, do what is, is, is human, humane. But what, what are you doing now? And then when do you think you'll be able to, to just let it rip and just do everything that Newkirk has always done? Well, yeah, that's a good question. We're uh, still waiting on um, the New Jersey VMA and, of course, the uh, governor to decide what it is they're going to do. Uh, but, you know, there are sort of routine things, let's say scanning for heartworm disease, that honestly, in our view, isn't essential because if an animal has heartworm disease, uh, they can certainly die from it. Uh, we know mosquito season is coming and that uh, they need their preventative and they need to have the test before. So, you know, we could call that a routine screening, but it really is essential. And if we don't do it and we don't, uh, therefore aren't able to prescribe the heartworm preventative, then we're potentially leaving this dog open to uh, a life-threatening disease. So things are sort of case-by-case case still, uh, but we are seeing the new puppies and kittens that, of course, need their vaccinations. Mm-hmm. If they don't have those, you know, then they're open to potential disease. So is a vaccine essential or is it routine? Uh, we would have to argue that it is essential, uh, especially for these young animals. So uh, we are seeing most everything now. Um, but let's say, for example, a dog is due for routine blood work because it's on some medication, but it seems to be doing fine. You know, that we might postpone. Um, but for the most part, uh, we're taking pretty much anything and everything because you know we see it's allergy season and 
uh, it's you know their ear infections. There's so um, we're doing surgery. There's certainly a life-threatening surgery that needs to be done. Um, so pretty much anything and everything. Uh, uh, X-rays. Our lab is open. So uh, we're pretty much doing everything uh, as far as uh, with a, with just a few exceptions. So. Uh, we are also seeing other uh, patients from other veterinarians who might not be open or might not feel confident about whatever it is they're doing. Uh, so we are accepting new patients. We're happy to also see a patient temporarily uh, that maybe goes to another doctor. Uh, you know, we're happy to see it once because it has a problem and give you the records and go back to your regular doctor. So, um, you know, if the animal needs needs help, uh, we're there. So, Doc, here's a question I've never asked you, and we've been doing this program together since at least 2008. I think it's a little bit before that, but I don't want to overstate the case. I can prove 2008 because I have a 2008 document in my briefcase of you and I and a show that we did. So we know that long, and I've never asked you this question, and I was doing some reading the other day because um, my wife and I are even talking about doing something. So I was looking at things like hypoallergenic dogs because I do have an, I do have an allergy to certain cats. Not all cats. It's weird, but certain cats, so cat dander. I, I never thought about dogs because I've never considered myself even remotely allergic to a dog, but I started to read and dogs have dander. I didn't know that. Uh, I would have learned it from you if I ever asked. So I started to read hypoallergenic, but then it actually, in the fine print, said there really is no such thing as a total allergy-free dog, and it went into the, to the dander. Again, this isn't necessarily for me because I've never been around a dog that I've ever had a problem where I felt like I've been around certain cats, and I can feel it in my chest, and I, I feel like the allergic reaction that I get you know, eyes itching and some stuff like that. Uh, so in terms of dogs, humans can have the same type of allergic reaction to certain dogs as they do cats. Is that, is that a fair comment? Yeah, that's true. And there really is no such thing as a universal hypoallergenic dog. Uh, if dogs that have more of the curly type hair or a tight knit hair, say the Maltese, even a lot of the golden doodles, uh, seem to be less allergic, less dander per se, um, than some of the other breeds. Uh, poodles uh, also are a possibility. It's that more tight-knit um, hair coat versus a typical uh, smooth uh, type hair, whether it's a short hair like a Labrador, it's still that sort of skinny, smooth hair uh, that sheds a lot. Uh, a big part of dander, however, of course, is the dog itself, and uh, we certainly see more dander in dogs uh, that have that are on typical commercial diets, for example. Uh, we use a lot of fatty acid therapy with a lot of these dogs, uh, but many, many dogs that have dander problems or excessive shedding uh, can be minimized by the use of of good diets uh, supplementing with real foods and uh, um, fatty acids, for example. 
So, yeah, there truly is no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. And, Doc, would that also include, I forget the name of a particular one that I saw some pictures of, would not be my, my style, um, no offense, but I kind of like a dog with a nice coat. Uh, there are some dogs that don't have hair, fur, whatever you want to call it. Are they not even hypoallergenic if they have no hair? Well, no, because you still have the dander, which if we want to call it dandruff or this the sloughing skin uh, that comes off of them. Got it. Uh, and again, some breeds worse than others. But, uh, yeah, and remember, these dogs and cats that have no hair, you know, these are mutations. And, you know, this is not the way they're supposed to be. So they generally have lots of other medical problems, and ironically, many of them have skin problems, and so you're not uh, getting away from it at all. Very interesting. If, if someone's looking right now, because you and I both know, we have spoken about this, I know, on air, and I think we even had a brief conversation off air about this. During this pandemic, people have gone out and gotten pets. Now, I don't want this to be like uh, the Dalmatians when a movie comes out or some of the things you and I have talked about over the years where all of a sudden all these wonderful animals are at pet shelters and things like that, and we don't want to see that. But I think it's fair to say that there's evidence that there has been a spike in people getting dogs and because they're, they're home for all this time. Now, of course, they're, they're going to go back to work soon, so then they have to be ready not just to buy a dog while they're uh, shut in, but they have to make the commitment, if they're doing it, in my estimation, the right way, Doc, that you've now made a commitment that when you go back to work, that this is now part of your family. So in any event, um, have you noticed that there has been an increase in people picking up pets during this uh, health pandemic? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a great thing, time, of course, for adoption. We're seeing uh, a lot more adoptions, I should say. Not not so much a ton of new puppies, but uh, a lot of adoptions. And, uh, I, of course, we always advocate adoption. And the nice thing is you get to see the dog in its full size. Uh, you get to see, hey, are there skin problems on this dog? We, you know, it's just not a good idea, for example. Uh, they're usually blood tested, they're usually vaccinated, they're spayed, they're neutered, and you see that personality, which is what's important. You know, if you have a dog that's real clingy and just wants to be with you all the time, uh, you know, that's nice, uh, but this is a dog that potentially going to have some separation anxiety when you leave. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, look for that personality of the dog as well. Uh, yes, we want them to be with us. Yes, we want them to be friendly. But we also want them comfortable enough in their own skin that they'll go lay down in a corner. You know, they don't have to necessarily lay right next to you. Uh, they're happy to go off and chew a bone by themselves. You know, uh, if you get up, they don't necessarily have to follow you from room to room. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, personality is important and what again leads back to adopting dogs is that you get to see that personality because the dog is is typically full grown um and not in all those development stages 
Plus, then you don't have all the puppy shots, and uh, you don't have all the house training, and so you know, adopting an older dog is uh, is a, is a really good thing to do when you look at it in this this way. You are listening to the best in the business, Doctor Mark Newkirk. We're going to step aside the one and only break that we take, and it's a quick break. We're going to be gone for about a minute and a half. We'll come right back to Doctor Newkirk. And if you have uh, the need for Dr. Newkirk's team, their wonderful practice, the, the great services that they offer, wide-ranging, I mean, uh, imagine everything you, can, you could even think of in terms of traditional and also complementary, or what many refer to as alternative care, Dr. Newkirk does it all. If traditional surgery is the answer, he's your man. If you want to have the, I believe, the most comprehensive procure of complementary medicine I don't know I don't know people in the country that even can hold a candle to Dr. Newkirk but I've, I've not found anywhere within earshot of this message that has done what Dr. Newkirk has done in terms of continuing education learning more and more complementary medicine to use whether it's an alternative to traditional medicine or used within and in concert with, uh, so hit, hitting at every possible line of defense for your pets, Dr. Mark Newkirk, to make an appointment, 609-645-2120, on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. And I was mentioning to a new client of Dr. Newkirk's, get that credit care that it's right on the app, it's right on the website, get the credit care so that if there's ever a circumstance that you either need a procedure of some kind, surgery of some kind, a treatment of some kind, you'll have that credit facility ready to go so that you don't have to worry about any type of financial crunch. And then you have up to six months to pay that off, same as cash. It's the way to go. Even if you had the cash uh, collecting negative interest rates right now, not quite, uh, in the bank, you should use the, the, the credit care because why not? Free money for six months. We'll be back with Dr. Newkirk. If I didn't say it, on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. Doc, when we come back, I would love to talk about uh, recommendations for if you're looking to get a dog, what do you consider uh, before you make your choice? I want to talk about whether you're in an apartment or you have a home with a big backyard. You could be elderly and not able to be active and running all over the place with the dog or you might be active and want to run all over the place with the dog i want to talk about all the different variables so that folks listening uh you make the best decision armed with the best information from the best in the business dr mark newkirk on hurley in the morning with doc i am hurley in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m for the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. I'm with Dr. Mark Newkirk. His program always flies by because he's so interesting. He's so good at what he does. 23 minutes past the hour. Uh, as we always do, we'll defer what we're talking about to take your calls so that you have an opportunity to talk to Dr. Newkirk. 609-407-1450. So we'll hold our question about uh, puppy placement for your calls first say hello to the doc hey gracious good morning dr newkirk Harry, how are you very well uh, good morning we're talking about good morning about adopting a dog 
my daughter picked up a dog, uh, eight years old, uh, and uh, right now, the dog, it's incessantly barking at things, you know, trucks, mail trucks, dump trucks, trash trucks, people that go by inadvertently. So we're trying to figure out, and for the past month, uh, she's been taking the dog to a dog trainer in Mays Landing, and uh, to try and she's been training the dog. The dog has gotten there, but it still barks incessantly. Is there anything over the counter, like there's some you know things that you see, uh, dog whistles, uh, electronic, uh, you know, beepers or zappers? You know what I mean? Like like building electronic senses or something. I don't know. But the dog just yeah, yeah, and this um, this is a tough one. So. Yeah, you know? it's a tough one because the dog um, believes, in one sense, that it is warning the owner of something coming and warning the owner, you know, it's doing its job. Mm-hmm. And then the thing with the truck, let's say that you know the postman or something, is that it leaves, and so the dog says, "Oh." See, I'd warned my owner, I protected my spot, and the guy went away. So I did a good job. So when we're, we have to speak dog, in, in essence, uh, uh, for this particular thing. So distraction behavior, which would be the dog whistle or one of these collars that gives a little shock. It's the one time that I say, yeah, we might need to do this. Um, is is fairly effective because what happens then, say the dog is barking, you give the whistle, this distracts the dog for a second. Now what's important is you make the dog sit because this gives you a command and puts you back in control. And once the dog sits, then you praise the dog for sitting versus now the guy leaves and you're in control. So you you break the cycle. So you're basically saying, okay, thanks for warning me. Uh, I've got it now. You did your job. Sit. Here's your praise. And then, you know, the dog, of course, is going to try to bark again, and you just repeat this pattern. It's a tough one to break, um, but if we speak dog and we understand what's happening, uh, then that helps. What what our reaction tends to do is go to the dog and say, "Oh, it's okay, buddy. You don't have to bark. Well, you know, uh, good dog." And what the dog hears is, "Good dog for barking at this guy and making him go away." <laughs> so, getting him back, getting the dog back in control by making him sit, and then praising him for that, you're you're again breaking the praise pattern. But you need to do it in that sort of business tone, you know. Sit, stay, good dog. Okay, so it, gotcha. you're in control again. One other question. Can I do that, Harry? Go ahead. Uh, how about uh, she's had the dog since August. In that period of time, the dog has uh, nipped three people. I mean, she picked it up from uh, uh, the uh, SPCA in Pleasantville. On the all mm. off of the holder, and uh, if the dog was eight is is eight years going to be nine years old, but he growls and he's bitten like uh, one, two, three times. Wow, I'm just curious, Doctor C. Does he? Does, and that's not Doctor Newkirk. I'm talking to Doctor C. Doctor C. Does does the dog actually bite to the extent that he draws blood? 
Yep. Oh boy, Doctor Newkirk, take okay. it away. And and is this for people that are coming into the house, or it's on a walk, or it can be anything? No, no. We we've gotten two muscles. Uh, so it's not a pit bull. It's a, 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 a like a, an enu or an inu or whatever it is. I mean, we got oh, our history. You know? and, yeah, and it's like if you okay. Can, it's a growl and then a, a nip or a bite. And it's uh, two times, I think, yeah, two times uh, it's causing the kid in this, in the, since uh, last August. Okay. So it's, um, kind of the same thing. So when the dog is giving the growl, then you're doing the whistle or the shock collar, and you come over, you correct the dog, no. Shit, good dog. Now, you may have to do that two or three times if the dog continues to growl. Um, So uh, here again, what happens is the dog growls, the person backs away, the dog gets his reward because that's what he wants, and if the person then pursues it, then he's going to nip. So he is giving you the warning. The problem is, of course, is that that is not allowed in your house. So that correction comes again, sit, good dog. Um, now, you may then have to sort of, uh, so, so let's say now your daughter's there, we've made the correction, sit. You might say, okay, uh, friend, come and approach the dog again. And if the dog growls again, you do it again. And you have to do it, if you have to do it 10 times until the dog doesn't growl, now you won. This is a little battle going on, so you have to win that battle. If you just do it once and he growls again, you didn't win. you got to do it again and again and again. So um, sort of a little intensive, but you can break him of it. Well, we, uh, we go one day a week for about an hour for a dog trainer trains uh, canines and drug-sniffing dogs. And then we got a muzzle. And we, we just don't trust him to a point, but if it's, and it's always near food or if there's a per the person is in close proximity, you know what I mean? So right. we actually think the dog was, was, uh, that she rescued was a guard dog that was put outside and never was used to coming inside because we, uh, uh the dog was staying with us and it never, uh, somehow or another, it came, it, it came upstairs but it didn't know how to get downstairs, and we trained it on that. And now, you know, okay, because we tried to get him downstairs, we had to pick him up, grab the muzzle on him because he would growl and yelp. But I mean, he lost control of his, uh, you know, control abilities. <laughs> so going down the steps, literally. So now he's uh, that's been three three weeks of training, and he's uh, knows how to go up and down on a short leash, and now by himself. So there that's you go. About it. Good. Hey, uh, Lance, thanks for the call. Have a good day. Hey, Doc, I want to follow up on some of that. It made me think of something. I've seen more than a few dogs that are, I, I guess the only way I could put it is, they're afraid of, like, hardwood floors. I don't know if it's because they slip around or if it's just something about it that is unnerving to dogs. Can you correct that type of uh, anxiety? And I would like to also talk about, it's interesting, I saw a dog once that would go down the steps but wouldn't walk back up the steps, afraid of walking up the steps. But what about the wood floor? Because 
I've now seen that quite a few times, Doc. Yeah, it is a slippery thing, and typically what's happened is most dogs have uh, slipped on the floor, maybe, you know, pulled the muscle, uh, you know, that kind of thing, and they, they learn, of course, that uh, that's, they don't like that. Uh, sometimes uh, it's made worse because the nails are too long, and they'll slip and slide there. Uh, but this is a true phobia type of thing, and uh, you really can't correct that one. You know, it'd be like if you and I were walking on uh, ice, you know, you're just tiptoeing, and, you know, the dogs will do it, but they don't really want to. So That's good. Uh, especially if it's our older dogs, you know, they have arthritis. They're not as strong as they used to be. They slip, slide. Uh, so for these guys, we recommend putting some runners down. That is a very good analogy about humans walking on ice because it is something where you each step you're very ginger because you think your feet are going to come right out from under you. In about three or four minutes that we have left in your program, Doc, what about puppy placement? Right dog for the right person in the right home, everything from square footage to the, the temperament of dogs, the, the age of the, the owners. What are your thoughts about the right dog to the right people? Yeah, this is really important, and uh, a couple of things, not only for if you're getting a dog for yourself, but especially if you're contemplating getting a pet for a, an older relative. You know, you have to just really take in the lifestyle of the person or the lifestyle of you guys uh, and then match match the dog, uh, hopefully, to that. So. You know, if you have, uh, let's say if you have a bad back, you don't want to be getting a, a large breed dog who might be pulling you around, or you might have at some point have to lift that dog for whatever reason. Um, if uh, we have a, a person then, on the other hand, who uh, they like to run, they like to jog, okay, well then, uh, you know, a larger dog's a good idea because you've got, you have to run that energy out of that dog. So if you're living in an apartment, for example, you know, a large breed dog needs lots and lots of exercise. So if you're not one of those people that uh, likes to really do a lot of exercising, you're going to have trouble with this dog uh, simply because it is uh, it's bored. You know, you have to, and it doesn't have those uh, ways to uh, run around uh, itself in that apartment. So... Um, the other thing then is, um, you know, are you, if you both of you work a lot, you're getting a puppy, it's going to be much harder to house train that dog, for example. Um, yeah, another thing you should consider, especially with older people, is a cat. And you might say, well, cats don't do very much. Well, that's kind of the point sometimes <laughs> with an older person. You know, they don't do very much either. And what they want is an animal that maybe, you know, jumps in the chair and, and uh, you know, uh, cuddles with them all the time. And, you know, you don't have to walk that dog, for example. You know, with a little dog, you don't have to walk it. Or you're not outside cleaning up uh, poop and bending over all the time. So, really, this is a great time to talk to your veterinarian before you settle on a particular breed. Um, we can also tell you what breeds tend to have problems. So, uh, let's say bulldog, for example, lots of skin problems, um, uh, boxers, uh, high incidence of cancer. So, you know, talk to your veterinarian before you do this. 
and really kind of sit back and look at your lifestyle. And it's another reason why, again, we always talk about adopting because you see the size. You know, is it 20 pounds? Is it 40 pounds? Is it 60 pounds? You know, you have uh, some history on the dog, you know, that kind of thing. So, but the point, the takeaway point is, you know, talk to your doctor before you get that dog. You know, come in with your thoughts and your ideas and your uh, and your lifestyle, and and you know, just kick it around a little bit with somebody who really knows. How's if you could stretch for another minute or so? How does the um early tick season now that we're getting sort of some even though it's been cooler some warmer temperatures how is the tick season going well the ticks have really been out for a couple of months uh because of this crazy warm weather we had all winter time uh so this is part of our routine spring blood testing where we are uh screening the dogs for all the tick diseases as well so uh, very important to get your pets on the, uh, the uh, tick program. One of the things you need to really be careful of is manufacturers, uh, let's call it semi-false advertising, where they call these things tick preventatives. There is no such thing as a preventative. Um, nothing builds a magic wall around your animal so the ticks don't get on it. The object is is that when the tick gets on the dog, it picks up the uh, the tick uh, killer, whatever product you're using, and then it dies, and then it falls off dead, and it doesn't um, uh, you know bring ticks into the house. But you will find ticks on your animal no matter what product you're using. Uh, but they will be dead, uh, or should be dead shortly. Or they're, and the nice thing about the new products is typically when you pull the tick, the head comes out because it's a neuro, it's a nerve toxin to the tick. So the jaws open up and, and the ticks, the heads come out. So. Doc, if everything goes as it should and that tick is dead and you get the tick out, even though um, you did everything you possibly could do, could that tick have already infected the dog that quickly? Yeah, that answer is yes. Uh, new information shows we used to think it's 24 hours before the tick can transmit the disease, and that is true for Lyme. So uh, all of our products are going to prevent or hopefully prevent Lyme disease. But Ehrlichia anaplasma, which are two different ones, appears to transmit within three to four hours. And uh, therefore, some of those ticks, the answer to your question is yes, they can possibly transmit those, uh, those particular diseases, uh, even though you have a tick product on board. You've been listening to Dr. Mark Newkirk all about your pets. Newkirk Family Veterinarians, the official, the exclusive veterinarians for the Hurley in the Morning program, 3085 English Creek Avenue, Egg Harbor Township, on the web, Newkirk, N-E-W-K-I-R-K, NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. The phone number to make an, an appointment, 609-645-2120. That's 609-645-2120. Doc, if you do me a favor... And say hello to your new, newest clients for me later today when you see them. Oh, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. We'll take some pictures and we'll get them up on the Facebook. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Doc, keep, keep saving lives. Keep doing what you do. See you, my friend. All right, sir. Have take a care. great day. You know it.
Bye. Thank you, Doc. When we come back, it's 40 minutes past the hour. When we come back, John Zarek on a special day and a special time will join us next. This is the Hurley in the Morning program. Oh, a reminder, just for your scheduling purposes, because I know how busy you all are even during a pandemic. Uh, some people even told me, oh, I'm so busy. I'm, I don't even have a job. I'm so busy. I'm, it's like retired people. I don't even know how I ever had a job. I'm so busy. And I'm not making fun. It's true. You can get very busy. This Thursday, 9.15, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy in a Hurley in the Morning exclusive. This Friday at 9.04, and then for the remainder of the hour, we'll have Gary Aldrich. But for the first segment, 15 minutes with Pete Hegseth from the Fox News Channel, host of Fox and Friends Weekend. And he has a brand new book. We're going to be reviewing that and talking about Pete. In all the time I've been watching Pete Hegseth, and I knew he served in the military, and I knew he served honorably, but like good military heroes, he never bragged about it. I had no idea that Pete Hegseth has two Bronze Star medals. And one other, I forget, another incredibly impressive medal that we'll have straight by the time we do the interview. So Governor Murphy this Thursday at 9.15, Pete Hegseth this Friday at 9.04, and uh, I got the call from the major leagues again. We will be working this Friday from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. for Fox News Radio all across America. We already have scheduled, Christine does such a great job, the executive producer of The Guy Benson Show. We already have Judge Andrew Napolitano. We have the very, very noted doctor, Fox uh, medical correspondent, Dr. Manny Alvarez. And I know Christine is working on a whole lot more. That's coming up this Friday on The Guy Benson Show, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. We'll be back with John Zarek in just a few minutes, not even in about a minute and a half. The WPG Talk Radio app is everything South Jersey. Local news and information updated around the clock from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Breaking news push notifications just for South Jersey. Easily call and listen to all your favorite WPG talk shows and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your phone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto today at WPGTalkRadio.com. Call. Catch Bill O'Reilly and the O'Reilly Update tonight at 7.58, 8.58, and 9.58. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 44 minutes past the hour. We have until 6 minutes past the hour. And then Brian Kilmeade uh, wrestles from my warm, alive hands. Not my cold, dead hands. My warm, alive hands, the uh, WPG microphone, and takes it from here. Uh we have, on a special day and time, the official lead counsel for criminal defense matters for the Hurley in the Morning program, John Zarek. Hello, John. Hello, Harry. And Harry, I, we, yeah. practice yeah, we practice criminal defense law exclusively, so that's what we do. And we get into a lot of situations which are pretty clear from day one what happened, um, but we get into a lot of situations where it doesn't make sense. And our client tells us, oh, no, I didn't do this, that, or the other. Um, uh, what she is saying or what he is saying is untrue. And um, so we have to get to work. When we have that situation, we uh, take the client's 
position and we don't need to accept or reject it. We just simply do the work to figure out what's going on. And very often when we figure out what's going on, we see an underlying agenda, right, on the part of one person uh, who may be, and we have cases like that now, uh, you know, may be the prime complainant or may be the prime ringleader. Because, you know, if you get someone who's an effective liar and they start talking to different people, uh, potential witnesses, and they poison the well, so to speak, all of a sudden you have those other witnesses saying terrible things about your client. And if there are enough people like that and the police hear that and, and don't normally suspect that that's going to be the case, they could charge your client or indict your client. And the prosecutor, of course, trusting the police will run with that ball when things are dead wrong. I mean, look at, look at uh, Michael Flynn, for example, right? They, there was a cabal of people that got together and hated him, hated him, hated Trump, hated everybody, and just started spinning this, quote, Russia conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can apply that analysis or that type of analysis that we do to the, to the present situation with the uh, COVID-19 response and situation that we find ourselves in. And when we do, when we really look underneath, and I've, I've done that, you know, I've talked to, um, you know, I have a lot of friends out there. I have a lot of acquaintances out there. I, you know, more important, I have a lot of people that uh, trust me out there. And when I say something's confidential, they will speak freely, you know, very freely. And so I've talked to people on the left and I've talked to people on the right in this situation with some analysis because I want to understand what's really going on. Because when you understand what re- what's really going on, you can take some action to correct the problem, hopefully, that you can, you can do some good for the city, for the county, for the state, for the society. And, and that's why I did this work to prepare this. Here's what's going on, Harry, and this is rock solid. You can count on it and make decisions based on it. The response of most individuals to the Corona virus situation, the issue of reopening, the issue of medical treatment is determined in the vast majority of cases, not by medical necessity, not by economic necessity, not by the needs of society, not even by protection of the people who need protecting. It's being formulated by their political views. And so what we find is, we find that there are people that absolutely hate Donald Trump. Easy to find. Turn on the television. Plenty of them out there. Uh, you know, talk to your talk to your friends who are on the left side, the very left side. They hate him. They can't stand the idea that he's president. They think every single thing that he's done has harmed the country, is killing people, is wrong. 
they want more than anything to see him out. So what they've done is they've adopted a, a stance that has certain hallmarks and characteristics. Number one, that they don't want under deep down inside, they don't want the economy to succeed. They don't want the economy to open up. They don't want us to get our bustling economy back again. They don't want to see America rolling back to work. They simply don't want to. Uh, they don't, these, this is, I, I trust that this is not a conscious thing on the part of most people. You know, most people are good hearted. They're, they're not out to do the wrong thing, but they believe this. They believe they, because the underlying problem for them is Donald Trump. And if the economy opens up and rolls, and especially if it gets back to booming again, like that thousand point rise in the market yesterday, get back, gets back to booming again, then Donald Trump is going to be elected. So, you know, it's almost in their genes at this point, uh, in their DNA, to fully expect total disaster. John, let's get. To, I, I I really appreciate the um, the point you're making. I completely buy into it, and I don't want to interrupt. Except we have to go to this break, and I'll turn the floor back over to you to continue. For those that don't accept this, um, I do. I believe everything that John just said. For the next six months, especially, it's in certain people's interests for things to either not be good or to be at least perceived to not be good. And they will act accordingly to either help that happen or help the perception of it. Because don't forget, the same people that John's talking about gave President Trump no credit for the economy. They credited the previous president, which is absurd, uh, because he wasn't there and it wasn't his policies and he didn't do it. But they credit somebody else for when it was good, and they give President Trump the full blame for a pandemic. So it's a very interesting point, and we'll continue with John Zarek right after this. With John, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Right now, the world feels different as we stay apart to make sure we can safely come back together. Till then, there is something you can do without even leaving your home. Respond to the 2020 census online, by phone, or by mail. The census impacts where hundreds of billions in federal funding will go for things like hospitals, schools, and roads. Now is the time to go to 2020census.gov. It's as easy as it is important. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Dell Technologies has special business savings right now to help you office everywhere and stay productive. Save up to 45% on desktops, laptops, and do-it-all servers with Intel Core processors. Upgrade to new modern devices with Windows 10 and save on essential electronics. All with free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. 11 minutes uninterrupted. We're going to make it count. John Zarek is here. Counselor, you were saying. As, as I was saying, we have 
people that are making their decisions about what to do about the virus and their response to it, their health response to it, based not on, and not always consciously, in fact, I think most cases not consciously, based on how it affects Donald Trump. If they hate Donald Trump, then what you'll do, and this this is confirmed by my talking to people, actually talking to people, people who are friends, but they just hate Trump, and they what they'll what they'll do is they won't go out, they won't uh, go to the park, they won't take a walk, they won't um, you know they'll go to the store and they'll go to the store once every two weeks, which isn't a bad idea anyway. Right. But they'll take every they won't let anyone else in. Right. No one else in the home. They won't go to anyone else's home or even outside anyone else's home. They are strictly on lockdown. And they're on lockdown today as much as they were on lockdown two months ago. And they want to stay on lockdown at least through November 3rd, where after November 3rd it might miraculously get better. Uh, And I agree with what you're saying. See if you believe what I'm going to say, John. It was a reputable survey. I don't remember if it was a Gallup poll or what the... um, the polling firm was but 65 percent of one party said that they would rather die in an asteroid that would destroy the planet than for donald trump to win a second term now come on that's that they need psychiatry that's that's just crazy but that's that that was the response to the question it was a very simple poll would you rather uh, Donald Trump be reelected to a second term, or would you rather die uh, with an asteroid destroying planet Earth? And 65% of one party picked the asteroid. Yeah, they hate him. And, and because they hate him, they don't want, they don't want the economy to come back. They don't want us to get rolling. They don't want, they have a new religion. There's a new religion of the left. And it's this, the second wave. Oh, yeah. The second wave. The rooting that for That is it. the new religion of yeah. the, of the, yeah, the, the right. rooting for the right. second wave. We can't, even get, we can't even begin to recover from the first wave because we're worshiping the arrival of the second wave. That's right. That's right. We're, we're waiting for the second wave, and it's all going to be Donald Trump's fault, and millions are going to die. Uh, and when those millions die, then everyone will know that Donald Trump is a failure. And of course, what goes with that is that he will not be reelected. Mm-hmm. So the, the, that's, this is the new Russia, right? For what, two years, three years, three years, I guess. All we heard about was the Russian conspiracy. Yeah, collusion. The Russian collusion. And now, and, and, and we even had... Clapper, Brennan, uh, other major figures in public saying, certainly Adam Schiff, I've seen the evidence of Russian collusion. It's overwhelming. Uh, and all of them, he's a Russian asset. He's working for the Russians. He said that was the whole theme. That was the religion for two or three years. Right. And then when what happened was something that never they thought would happen, which is the disclosure of their testimony before the House committee, because they don't want to be, they don't mind fooling you and lying to you. 
but they don't want to get arrested for lying to Congress. We've been building a tabernacle around that, John, because these some of these people are even lawyers, but they're all professionals, and most of them, all of them, very high-ranking. FBI director, assistant FBI director, senior management of the FBI, attorney to the FBI, uh, the uh, ambassador, Susan Rice. Uh, you could go on and on. Clapper, DNI. Um, you just the list is is beyond my ability to uh, to recite. Dozens and dozens of people that say what they say publicly. That turns out that it's a complete lie, and the reason we know that, John, if people say two things, one under oath and one when they're not under oath, I'm always going to default, unless someone's stupid and committing perjury, I'm always going to default to the one story they said under oath. And every single one of them, and John, we read 10 of them yesterday over the air, from Comey to Clapper to, to Rice to all of them, Loretta Lynch, go on and on and on and on. Every one of them under oath said there was no evidence of Russian collusion. But yet publicly, they all, as you just said, John, they all said just the opposite. That is some nasty stuff, my friend. Sure. Now, you may want to vote against Donald Trump. You may want to vote for Joe Biden. There are lots of reasons why people might want to do that, depending on your political an economic point of view, but it's with some people just based on his manner, his character. He uses bad language once in a while. He uh, has had affairs. He's you know, not he's 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 not like Mike Pence, right? So some people that would be a non-starter for them. Other people would say that's not a big deal. Uh, with Joe Biden, some people would say some of the financial dealings of him and his family is a non-starter. They're not going to vote for him. And some people would say, no, it's not a problem to me. Mm -hmm. There are reasons, there are good reasons to vote for both people or vote against both people. But one reason you shouldn't take action on is this new conspiracy theory um, the, the, it's the new Russia hoax, yep. the new Russia conspiracy theory. You shouldn't let the, and these people are playing you. Um, these people are playing the people who tend to lean Democratic left and far left. They're being played by people, the, the main media anchors and contributors who are doing this for what, Harry? Money. Money, power, they may, uh, yeah, well, they're, yeah, yeah. They they know this stuff. They knew this stuff was untrue. Yep. They knew this stuff was untrue. Yet they were on television getting paid big money, and for a filthy buck, they were selling their constituents who believed in them and trusted them a bill of goods. But on top of the money, which I don't dispute, there's no question that that takes place in the form of contributors that appear on these different programs and such. They get paid for sure, but it also furthers the narrative that they want ideologically, and that is that Orange Man is bad and he has to be defeated, that he's destroying the country, that he's killing people. But but he was also wrong when he stopped the planes from China, the same people that say he didn't do enough soon enough were telling people come to Chinatown. I mean, 
I know this, and you know I do this every day, John. The the level of blatant intellectual dishonesty is at a level we've never seen before. It's disturbing. Right. It's it's sometimes it's conscious dishonesty on the part of the leaders who know better, and in most cases, right. I mean, for example, John Adam Schiff knows that he never saw incontrovertible evidence that Donald Trump colluded with Russia and that and that he had incontrovertible evidence that Donald Trump is a Russian asset. I think you and I can both agree, you as an officer of the court, I'm not, me as a layperson, as just a broadcaster, that Adam Schiff never saw evidence such as that because the Mueller report said otherwise and every other investigation has said otherwise and all the people that we have recited that said that there was no evidence of this. But he continues to this day to say that, John. Yeah, and if if uh, people on the left, uh, who are, I would say I would appeal to my friends out there, if you're on the left and you have reasons to vote against Donald Trump that are solid, fine, go ahead and vote against them, and that'll be the battle. But don't be played by these people who lied to you for two, two and a half years uh, about the Russia conspiracy. This COVID-19 response by the government is the new Russia conspiracy. There's nothing there. They're doing things according to the doctors. They're opening up the economy. They're preventing people from committing suicide, from losing their businesses, from kids being uneducated, from uh, kids getting into trouble, from countless people i don't know how many tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people will die this year because they didn't get the medical care the yep. the cardiograms the the exploratories and so forth yep. that they need yep. so these, these this is a balance don't let them sell you this bill of goods and 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 i'm asking you know my friends and my dear friends in many cases don't be buffalo don't buy this uh because it's being sold to you by people who want to take political advantage or want to take monetary advantage by keeping this going. So I, I you know, I intend to continue to fight this fight. This is a really terrible thing. I agree. It's happening to our country. John, we're at the end of the program. I appreciate the uh, topic, the passion, your honesty. And I'm already looking forward to your program on Thursday, then right after you, the governor. We have a great Thursday. Uh, in store for everyone. John, have a great day, and thank you. Thank you. Can't wait, Harry. Me too, my friend. That's Thursday mornings in the 8 o'clock hour with John Zara. From the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. All right, get ready for a big hour. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. We go to the White House in 15 minutes. Hogan Gidley will be with us. Talk about the messaging from the president yesterday and today. We saw the market fly up yesterday on about almost a thousand points. Little down so far today. Uh, there's a sense of reopening. The president said, I feel like it's a brand new day now as we get closer and closer to getting up to 100% from coast to coast, a far long way uh, in New York City just because of our incompetent leadership here with our mayor and other reasons too. Chris Styrewealth at the bottom of the hour. Then you'll have a finally have a chance if you don't have the Fox Nation uh, uh, subscription, and I don't know why you wouldn't, I'll be on with Barney and company. 
And then this is also a big week because Brian Kilmeade, uh, uh, you can go to briankilmeade.com and get Sam Houston, the Alamo Avengers, personalized uh, for Father's Day or whatever big event you have coming up. But right now, uh, the president's going to be speaking on a Zoom call with some important people, including Tim Cook of Apple. I, for one, hope he says, hey, Tim, for four months, we've been trying to get Apple to open up a phone now of a guy that we now know is an Al-Qaeda operative that killed four of our military men. And we uh, fundamentally, the FBI had to do it on their own. You better start cooperating because we know you do with China. That better come up today. Big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. What happened to the president in the 2016 election and throughout the first two years of his administration was abhorrent. It was a grave injustice and it was unprecedented in American history. Russia, Michael Flynn, and impeachment. Yes, all three storylines so prevalent over the last three years all moved forward yesterday. We'll review the clashes at every level. Number two. While we're waiting for these medical treatments, get people back to work. Let them earn the money to pay their rent and put food on the table and sustain their lives as opposed to being locked down into government-forced poverty. Yes, uh, that is Governor Greg Abbott. Reopening Renaissance. States red and blue beginning to open up with so many, rebel, re, so many rebelling against the restrictions limiting their life and their welfare. We'll do the best we can to get you up to date, state by state. Number one. So this was a very big day therapeutically, cure-wise and vaccine-wise. And a lot of good things have come out about the hydroxy. A lot of good things have come out. I happen to be taking it. Uh, there have been. NYU did a study, but no one seems to have known seen that study. The University of Minnesota did another. We'll get the results shortly. But the president, with all the momentum he had with this vaccine, had the markets flying up, then created controversy by saying, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine. Not that it's bad or good, but that's what everyone wrote about. That's what everyone's talking about. Medical breakthroughs and presidential admissions. Uh, stocks soar as the vaccine moves forward, while the president shocks the press with that pronouncement. So... Uh, the president said, I've always liked this. I've seen some encouraging things out of France on this. Hydroxychloroquine, I think it would be a good move. Evidently, the NYU just released a well-conceived uh, retrospective paper uh, receiving, they say, they, if you take zinc with hydroxychloroquine, there were 44% less chance of dying and a 1.5% chance of greater likelihood of recovering. That's good enough for me. And the other thing is, is it a preventative? A lot of people think you could take it and not get hydroxychloroquine. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? That's almost like a vaccine. Well, that's what some people are reporting out of China and France. We'll see if it holds up. But when the president said it, that really made news. Cut three. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. When? Right now, yeah. Yeah, when? A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. And if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. Well, he said, what do you have to lose? As Mark Cuban pointed out, you probably don't want to say that in the science world. I'll take some drugs. What do I have to lose?
But the president's point is well taken. He wanted, he saw two people get it, three people get it right around him. He thought it would be great to have a preventative. He heard some good things about it. He asked the doctor, and he took it. Among the uh, among the people that thought it was a good move is another doctor, Ronnie Jackson, former White House physician to Bush, Obama, and him. Cut seven. And he's taking this prophylactically. And, uh, you know, it makes perfect sense based on what's going on. You know, he's the leader of the free world. He is our commander in chief. And, you know, if you don't think, if you don't have a problem with our president being driven around in an armored vehicle and flown around in a uh, secure uh, environment all the time, surrounded by multiple people with uh, weapons to protect him, you shouldn't have a problem with him taking this drug prophylactically. It's, it, it's, uh, it, it's the responsible thing to do right now uh, for the president. And, you know, he's leading, by the, he's leading from the front. He's, he's talked about this drug at length, and uh, he's, uh, he, he's letting uh, folks know that, you know, he, he truly believes this drug is, is going to be the answer for a lot of folks. And we'll see. Uh, one thing is pretty clear is we do have a, an answer when it comes so far. A lot of positive things when it comes out to a vaccine. And if it gets on a fast track, we could have it by January. Once we get it, it's really going to hit hyperspeed uh, as uh, we have all these states reopening. But we want to be able to do it safely. Texas, we know, would not be a problem. There's been some pushback to some of their more liberal cities like Austin. Uh, Michigan has always been a problem. New York is opened up kind of slow. When I look at what's happening on Long Island, I would think that they would be able to open it up. It's within a whisker, and there's time is not on small businessmen and women's side. One thing that Governor Cuomo is extremely vulnerable at is his terrible policy when it comes to seniors. Do you know over 5,500 have lost their lives in New York State just because they were infected with coronavirus and put back into the nursing home while you have a ship and the whole Javits Center and other facilities to keep them in until they're done? until they're recovered. And that's where I think Governor Cuomo is going to be extremely vulnerable. And his crass comments, if, if, you, if Donald Trump had said this, uh, believe me, uh, they will be held to pay, they'd be playing it all day. Listen to Cuomo when talking about the nursing homes, the people that died in the investigation that's now wanted, cut nine. Older people, vulnerable people are going to die from this virus. And that is a fact. And that is not going to change. We now have a top priority, uh, which we have from day one, which is our nursing homes. I understand we have the most aggressive standard in the nation. But I also know that it is necessary. Now they have the most aggressive standard. March 22nd, he had the standard. You send them back to nursing homes. Basically, they were IEDs and killed a whole bunch of people. While at the same time, while suffering from this, in order to isolate the disease, you're not even allowed to uh, see your family. So that's what's going on. There is no governor that's doing this perfect. And there are people that are just avoiding scrutiny. And it is Governor Cuomo of New York. I mean, look at the numbers. Look at how slow we got to react. As he said, this is we you know governors don't usually do pandemics. That is true. But I look at California. They seem to have snapped to attention a lot sooner. Here's some good news, and we'll be talking about this. Uh, we'll be talking about this at a later hour in the show. There's a lot of push now to reopen sports. UFC is back. NASCAR is back. There's going to be a race tomorrow night. Golf is coming back in June. And now within two weeks, now 10 days, we're going to find out about baseball. Now for football, they released their schedule. They want to play. Uh, for the president, he wants them to play. And even Governor Andrew Cuomo said, I think we need it. Cut 18. I also have been encouraging major sports teams to plan reopenings. Uh, without 
fans, but the games could be televised. New York State will help those major sports franchises to do just that. Uh, hockey, basketball, baseball, football. Yeah, we want it all back. Uh, Yankees, I, the, I mean, the plan is on paper. A couple of weeks, three weeks of spree training. The Yankees come back and play in July. They'll be in 80, and the Mets come back and play in July in this area, and they'll play an 82-game season. But evidently, the players don't want their salary cut, which to me is mind-numbingly stupid. In a time in which baseball, believe me, it is a popular sport in a region, not in a nation. The ratings are not strong, even for the World Series. Fox has the property. I'm not sure if we're making money on it. But if you actually want to alienate people, take an entire year off while everybody else struggles to get back on. It will be the absolute wrong thing to do for the future of your sport. The other big story that we're, having, that we're talking about is what's happening with Russia and what's happening with so-called Obamagate. Bill Barr made it clear he is not going to do the dirty work of the president. Think about this. He didn't indict Comey. He didn't indict McCabe. In McCabe's case, he flat out lied and admitted to lying. He did not indict either one of them. But he did came out and exonerate Flynn. It's being held up in court right now. But there are 16 attorney generals who said he was unjustly being held up in court. So my hope is that we just get this guy free. Meanwhile, uh, here is Bill Barr on what Durham's doing and what he's not doing, and that is investigating President Obama or Vice President Biden, and this drove the president nuts, cut 40. But we have to bear in mind what the Supreme Court recently reminded us of in the Bridgegate case. As the court said there, there's a difference between an abuse of power and a federal crime. Not every abuse of power, no matter how outrageous, is necessarily a federal crime. Now, as to President Obama and Vice President Biden, whatever their level of involvement, based on the information I have today, I don't expect Mr. Durham's work will lead to a criminal investigation of either man. Our concern over potential criminality is focused on others. We'll see. Uh, I will say this, as a country, I don't love one president investigating another, unless it's so egregious. Maybe this is that case, but I like that Barr said that. There's nothing else creates some distance and quiet as critics who say he does whatever Trump wants. That is not true. I didn't believe it. You didn't believe it. But now there's proof of it, more proof of it. When we come back, we go to the White House. I'll get, the pre I'll get Hogan Gidley's reaction to that. He's the assistant to the president, and he's also, um, he's also White House deputy press secretary. Then Chris Steyerwalt then Varney and company. It's going to be a busy hour. Don't move. There's no other place you'd rather be. Don't go anywhere. Brian Kilmeade will be right back. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The last few months have taught us what's important in life. It also taught us what we need to eliminate or change. It's the same for business. What are the changes you need to make? Do you have a hairball of multiple software systems when you could streamline into one? All you need is NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. Finance, HR, inventory, e-commerce, everything you need all in one place so you can save time, you can save money and headaches. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite gives you visibility and control so you can manage every penny with precision. Join over 20,000 
thousand companies who trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide, seven action businesses need to take right now, and schedule free product tour. A free product tour at NetSuite.com slash Brian. That's B-R-I-A-N. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at NetSuite.com slash Brian. NetSuite.com slash Brian. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation. They're making it easier than ever. Apply by May 30th and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first. Protect yourself and your family with high-quality face coverings from Boomer Naturals. They're lab-verified to give 92.2% antibacterial protection and are available in adult and child sizes. Boomer Natural face coverings are made for use up to 30 days when you hand-wash between uses. I recommend ordering your face covering now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use code BILL20 at checkout to save 20%, plus get free shipping on any order over 50 bucks. Please use BILL20 at BoomerNaturals.com. On this Tuesday, I am looking at a study out of Great Britain that says in a typical adult lifespan, ages 18 to 81, a British person spends 34 years looking at a screen, whether it's TV, computer, cell phone, whatever it may be. 13 hours a day. Are you kidding me? Now, I know it rains a lot over there, but come on. 13 hours a day and you sleep, what, seven? So that leaves four hours a day. You're not staring at a screen? It's crazy. And then they average the uh, lifespan out to 62 years. Most people live more than that. But at 62, you would have spent, according to this study, 34 years of your life. Looking at the screen. Now, there's no doubt millions of people on this planet, hundreds of millions, are addicted to the Internet, addicted to their cell phones. One good thing in this pandemic lockdown, if the urchins didn't have these stupid things, they'd be burning the house down. So that diversion is okay. But I'm telling you, this addiction to the screen is changing everything on this planet. And you got to be aware of it. Take a walk, you guys, in Great Britain. Now this. Most of us are not eating enough fruit and vegetables, and it might be putting us at higher risk for all kinds of medical ailments and viruses. 
Introducing Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Imagine a full serving of fruits and vegetables from the garden, packed with antioxidants and nutrients in an easy-to-drink powder. Use the code BILL to save 15% when you try Field of Greens. Visit BrickHouseBill.com. That's BrickHouseBill.com. Offer code BILL. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us next at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Now it feels good. People are starting to go out. They're opening. They get it. We understand the disease much better than we did. Transition to greatness. We're going to be back. And what you said is a very important thing. People expect to go back. Uh, and as the President of the United States, uh, kind of optimistic, speaking of restaurateurs have been hit and hospitality has been slammed by the pandemic like no other industry. You had that roundtable yesterday and then the good news about the vaccine, but then the controversial news about the president taking hydroxychloroquine uh, just sent everybody into a tizzy. Hogan Gidley, a special assistant to the president and White House deputy press secretary. Hogan, always great to talk to you. Um, I guess the, the news is always coming fast and furious. Uh, what do we have on tap today? Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, we got a few things going on today here. Yesterday was a big day in the White House. As you mentioned, he, he met with people from the restaurant industry to talk about reopening. There have been so many industries hard hit by this coronavirus, and the restaurant industry ranks right up there at the top. 50% of the nutrition we get is actually outside the home, and so restaurants are a major part of this society, uh, the food supply chain and other things. And so talking to them about how you begin to safely reopen is um, is uh, very important, of course. Today, the president also has um, some meetings uh, with, uh, with, with governors. Uh, that's going to be important as we talk to, I think, the governor from um, – uh, Arizona is going to be in today, and also in New Hampshire, uh, other other folks in today. So that's going to be good, and um, uh, it's going to be an impactful day. Of course, uh, the president wants to get this country open. You heard him talk about it just now. Uh, that's going to be something that is a, is a theme throughout this White House, <clears throat> because as the country looks to to uh, begin the reopening phases. We want to make sure that uh, they do it safely, they do it responsibly, they do it in a rational way. And Some governors are doing a great job at, at taking a look around their state and realizing the differences in different locales, and then also take a look at uh, you know the way that, that uh, what works in some of these areas, because obviously what works in Tennessee doesn't necessarily work in Texas. What works in Mississippi doesn't work in uh, Montana. And so as they look at those ways to open, we want to talk to those governors and figure out the best ways to do that. But we're also going to be talking today to folks in the ag industry. Uh, that's a big one for us today, because obviously that's another industry that was hit hard. The president's looking to take care of those farmers he has from the word go. Uh, and today's going to be no different. We're talking about billions of dollars of assistance. And also to some of the food programs out there that take uh, food uh, food banks, uh, food purchases from, from American farmers and take them directly to charities that serve needy families. That's coming up at 11 o'clock here in just a few minutes. So that's another really big one uh, for us here because obviously all these industries and all Americans have been have been really impacted greatly, and we want to work to make sure that they feel as, as little pain as possible. And as we begin to reopen, gotcha. the president is going to make everyone know, hey, we, we built this economy once. We'll do it again. 
So, uh, Hogan, uh, the president's still going to do a Zoom call amongst people would be uh, Tim Cook, right? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got that call today. He, he uh, I was looking through some of the yeah. um, the calendars this morning, and I mean, my goodness, it's packed today. So he's he's got a lot of stuff going on today. We want to make sure. That yeah, along with. Uh, are... Go ahead. Yeah, if I have it right, uh, the Apple CEO Tim Cook, Lockheed Martin CEO Marilyn uh, Husum, and other American employers will be discussing education and training programs at the White House today. Which brings me to the perfect timing, because uh, we were all stunned to find out that it was an al-Qaeda operative they'd killed those four Americans on those military bases in Pensacola, We're trying to train people from other countries, and it turns out one of the guys is a terrorist. It took four months to find out his links to al-Qaeda because we couldn't get to his phone. Listen to what Christopher Ray said, FBR director, Cut 52. The evidence we've been able to develop from the killer's devices shows that the Pensacola attack was actually the brutal culmination of years of planning and preparation by a longtime AQAP associate. He was meticulous in his planning. He made pocket cam videos as he cased his classroom building. He wrote a final will purporting to explain himself and saved it in his phone. The exact same will that AQAP released two months later. Right, he went on to say they took four months because Apple would not cooperate and you could see he was seething about it. Same with Bill Barr. Seething yesterday. Imagine if this was a multi-faceted plot. Just the beginning more, as bad as it was as it came out. Will the president bring this up with Tim Cook today and say how unacceptable it is to the nation's security? Well, I'm not going to get ahead of what the president is or is not going to do. But the fact is, is uh, you know, this president, whether it's been rebuilding the military or making sure the American people are safe with military strikes against some of the world's worst actors, terrorists across this country, um, and even though the media doesn't like it, the fact is he's done everything he can to protect the American people. He's going to continue to do that. This news obviously is troubling to so many across the globe. And when you understand that people still want to destroy America and Americans every chance they get. Um, that's scary. But this presence on top of it, you heard the words from uh, uh, Mr. Barr yesterday as well. Um, this is something that the president takes very seriously. He's instructed his, his cabinet to do so as well. All right. Thanks so much. Hogan Gidley from the White House. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. By the way, real quickly, Brian, if I may, I think I misspoke. He's not meeting with governors today. He's meeting with his cabinet today. That's how much we're doing over here. <laughs> I'm even getting turned around day to day, but it's a busy day here at the White House. Got it, Hogan. No problem. Uh, I know he's meeting with governors uh, on and off and a lot of Democratic governors, which I think is a great sign. Uh, thank you, Hogan Gidley from the White House. Next, Chris Starwell comes from his bunker uh, and we talk about reopening America and the politics of taking on President Obama. A president taking on a former president. Is this the best strategy? Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. People all over the Jersey Shore have found the easiest way to stay connected to South Jersey's talk station. It's the WPG Talk Radio app. Read free South Jersey news. Listen to your favorite talk shows. Send us pics and videos when you see breaking news. Wake up with the alarm clock feature and win cool prizes in the 1450 Club. It's all just a tap away with the WPG Talk Radio app. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
Federal guidelines warn it can cause dangerous heart rhythm problems, but President Trump says he's taking a drug he believes can help prevent coronavirus infections. Saying, what do you have to lose? The president told reporters he's taking hydroxychloroquine every day. At some point, I'll stop. What I'd like to do is I'd like to have the cure and or the vaccine, and that'll happen, I think, very soon. The president, who's also taking an antibiotic in zinc, has been on the regimen for about a week and a half. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. More businesses closed over the outbreak are reopening day by day. Restaurant bars can open in Arkansas today. Thursday, it's indoor dining at restaurants in Ohio. Governor Mike DeWine tells Fox there are rules like maintaining distance or barriers between tables. That's essential uh, to keeping people safe, and it's also essential for people have, having confidence that they can actually go out and, and, and be safe. America's listening to Fox News. In the ramp-up to the Memorial Day weekend, Governor Murphy says certain outdoor activities can start in three more days in New Jersey. The governor signed an executive order to permit batting cages, golf ranges, shooting and archery ranges, horseback riding, and private tennis clubs to reopen. South Jersey congressional candidate Bridget Callahan Harrison is calling for federal aid for the casino industry. According to the Press of Atlantic City, it's part of a casino and tourism recovery plan, which pushes for federal payroll assistance for casinos and other tourism companies so they can rehire and pay workers until the coronavirus crisis subsides. Harrison is among a number of Democrats seeking to take on Jeff Van Drew, who represents New Jersey's 2nd District. Governor Murphy says not enough beachgoers are wearing face coverings in public. The governor took a look back at how beach visits went during the warm weather last weekend. He says people did follow social distancing, but he called not wearing masks a big concern. Cash toll collection is back on the Garden State Parkway and New Jersey Turnpike. Drivers who pay with cash are urged to wear face masks as they encounter toll collectors. In sports, 76ers forward Tobias Harris is doing his part to give back to those affected by COVID-19. According to a press release, Harris will provide three months of mortgage assistance to 12 families experiencing hardship in North and West Philadelphia. He's also providing lunch to medical workers at Temple University Hospital. Lastly, he'll donate 20,000 children's books for home libraries. In the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Newsroom, I'm Kristen Marks. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks open modestly lower. However, Walmart shares opened 3% higher. Many shoppers returned to Walmart's website and stores to stock up in recent months. Its recent quarter was stronger than expected, and online sales rose 74%. Stores also saw more business, with sales up about 10%. Kohl's quarter was mixed, but it has started the rebuilding process. It says half of its U.S. stores are now open. Home Depot sales improved, but it had expenses relating to the virus. Pier 1 is seeking court approval to wind down and close its stores for good. It filed for bankruptcy reorganization earlier this year. Women's Wear Daily says Amazon is looking into buying parts or all of JCPenney, which filed for bankruptcy. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosova, invested in you. The big media is at war with President Trump. Now, Newsmax TV reveals the media's dangerous agenda. Watch Newsmax TV and see shows with Chris Salcedo, Sean Spicer, and Greg Kelly as they expose the fake news. Newsmax TV is America's fastest-growing cable channel on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Optimum, Cox, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, CenturyLink, and more. Just check your channel guide. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV, so watch it today. 
Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. High surf advisory in effect until 6 p.m. tomorrow. High rip current risk in effect through tomorrow afternoon. For the rest of today, it will be windy with gusts up to 45 miles per hour as sunshine and patchy clouds continue at afternoon high 65, turning out to be a partly cloudy night tonight. Wind gusts to 45 miles per hour with a low of 49. I'm AccuWeather's Kevin Snyder on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. Former President Obama seems to suggest that you aren't even pretending to be in charge. What's your response? Look, he was an incompetent president. That's all I can say. Grossly incompetent. Thank you. They've been taking shots at each other really for the last week and a half. Uh, although President Obama doesn't mention Trump's name, but clearly he's taken a bunch of shots. And by the way, he's not being trapped into questions and it's not being leaked out from a uh, from a staff or an alumni called to Yahoo. This was done at a commencement address to me, totally inappropriate, takes a shot at the president. I don't know if you met Donald Trump, but he tends to hit back. Uh, joining us now is Chris Starwald. Chris. Uh, with all you do and all you know as po- a political editor of Fox News and uh, Fox News's halftime report, that newsletter that comes out daily, uh, I'm wondering about this strategy for President Trump. Wouldn't he rather be going against Biden? Or why is he choosing to go against Obama? So Trump is used to being the alpha troll, right? Uh, he is used to getting in people's heads, messing with them. And have you ever heard about the Odo Loop that uh, uh, pilots talk about came out of military aviation? Observe, decide, operate. We look at something, we make a decision, and then we go into it. How tight is it and how effective is it? Trump has been really good at disrupting people's loops, right, uh, and getting them to do things that are out of character or, or, or self-destructive. When we think about him in the 2016 Republican primaries, when we think about him uh, with the media, this very much is the case. Obama, though, is now trolling Trump to a degree, right? Um, Obama is now getting in Trump's head, and he's, he is, as you say, without naming his name first, he did the thing with his uh, alumni group. Then there was this uh, uh, virtual commencement, and it is he is walking right up to Trump and smacking him on the snout. And Trump can't resist it, right? Trump is not ever going to let anybody uh, say anything bad about him without him responding. So he is now, he and Obama are now locked in this. I I mean, you'd have, I was saying the other day, I said on special report yesterday, I I think you might have to go back to uh, William Howard Taft and Teddy Roosevelt to find this kind of a dynamic between a president and his successor. It's totally weird. It's a it's it's out of sync with the history that we have been accustomed to for a hundred years, and it's potentially you know um, massively disruptive to what we're going to see in this presidential election. Yeah, here's more uh, on this exchange. It's also pulled the curtain back on another hard truth, something that we all have to eventually accept once our childhood comes to an end. You know, all those adults that used to think were in charge and knew what they were doing? Turns out they don't have all the answers. 
A lot of them aren't even asking the right questions. So he got it gets a little worse than that a little bit later on. On a commencement and, uh, that, address, and we're trying way, to inspire people. Way. He's saying, whatever you do, don't be Trump. Go ahead. Well, by the way, what Obama said there, though, is true and usually true, right? That that is a, that is a true statement. Not everything that he said was about Trump. It is true that the the the, the best and worst thing about growing up is finding out that the adults are faking too, right? I forget what you know. I don't know what age you were. I I I know it was about the time I started having kids that I said, "Wait a minute, you mean no one knows? <laughs> You're all faking it? Okay, well I better roll my sleeves up and get busy here." Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, but in terms of these two, I see, I, I read that today. Someone wrote, uh, uh, I guess, Eugene Robinson, or was it Charles Blow, that uh, Donald, that, you know, it's a common sports thing, that Barack Obama lives in Donald Trump's head. I actually don't think so. I just think that he likes taking shots. He'll take, shot, he'll take shots back at a, at a rookie reporter from an unknown publication. So this guy insults him. He just fires back. I just was wondering well, if he'd be better off just holding his holding his powder dry and waiting for Biden to do something stupid like come up with a nickname for Trump, Tweety. Okay, good. So at 77 years old, he's going to start with nicknames for the guy who made it his business to give nicknames. Yeah, the worst thing you can do with Trump is try to play his game, right? He's been playing it his entire adult life. Uh, whether it was as the on the front page of New York tabloids and through his whole business career and his marriages and everything, you're not going to. Joe Biden uh, is not going to. You're right. At age 77, discover uh, his talents as a trash talker. Um, uh, but I will say this: Obama and Trump are. Obama is not a rookie reporter. Uh, Obama is the guy whose humiliation of Trump at the White House Correspondents' Dinner over Trump's birther business was part of what spurred Trump's decision to run for president, right? It was Trump yep. sitting there in the room and Obama calling him out by name, shaming him in front of all the elites that was part of what drove Trump to run for president. And also we know that uh, that for Trump, he sees Obama as this malign figure, this person who who uh, tried to destroy his presidency, uh, the person behind what he calls Obamagate and all of this stuff. So Obama looms large, whether or not who is who's they're both. They're certainly trolling each other. Uh, who has got the upper hand in this troll war? I don't know. But I can say this, that if we have an election that is contested, uh, as a, a struggle between the current president and his predecessor, uh, that would be new. That would be new. Uh, that would be new to us. Uh, it would be uh, absolutely. And I'm just going to roll right now. All the times, and if you have this ready, Eric, uh, Bush 43 taking aim at Barack Obama. Go. Oh, there is none. All right. Okay, <laughs> Eric, cue this up. Bill Clinton going off on George W. Bush. Oh, they're friends. All right. Um, do you think now, Barack Obama, if I was going to look at his eight years, he really was going at, and, uh, Ga and, and Secre former Secretary of Defense Gates talked about that. He really went after him for five years. Look at the economy I left. Look at the war I'm in. Afghanistan wasn't right. Iraq was a mistake. The, uh, the car was for in five the years. Yep. Yeah. 
it's so not attractive. Barack not Obama, attractive. who it, it isn't. Right, and and this we're, we're it's something new, right? Something new began. So obviously, FDR blamed Herbert Hoover, but in the post uh, World War II era, we, presidents we had a presidents' club, right? Where the new president turned the page from the old one, even if it didn't like him, even if it was a new party, and tried to maintain some degree of comity and some degree of unity. And Obama uh, trashed Bush more. He didn't trash Bush the way that Trump trashes him, but he certainly blamed Bush longer and probably you know, he, he wrote it into the 2012 election. I don't know how effective it was in the 2012 election. I certainly don't think it's going to be effective for Trump. But Obama did mark a, a diversion from the historical trend about having a stiff up when you're there's only one president at a time. And when you're president, you keep a stiff upper lip, upper lip and you don't blame the other guy. You try to look forward. Obama uh, deviated from that pretty substantially. And now Trump has taken it into the stratosphere. Right. And I, I, you know, I mentioned Joe Biden. I probably should have led with this. He was also speaking out yesterday on another one of his addresses. It went really well. Let's listen. You're going to hear there's a pond on the other side of my property here. A lot of Canadian geese. If you hear them honking away, it's they're cheering. That's what they're about. The scale. The scale. Of the loss is staggering. I don't know whose phone that is, but the scale of the loss is staggering. Right. It's been two months since Congress gave him that money. So that was very oh. strong rebuttal to the president. And he really let the president know that he means business. Your thoughts? It's tough. I mean, Uncle Joe, uh, it's tough. It's, it's yeah. tough. But the best thing that Joe Biden has going for him, nobody cares what Joe Biden's doing. That is like the best thing day <laughs> in <laughs> and day <laughs> out. <laughs> Seriously. You know, Al Gore would have won the presidency in 2000 if he would have gone to study global warming ice levels in Antarctica for the last two months of the election. There is a lot to be said for being out of the news. And if you remember in 2016, there was the cycle where one of the candidates would get a little up on top and then people say, oh, I can't admit no way, but and they'd go down and they'd go back and forth. It's not good for Trump to be on the front page and leading every story every day, right? It's it, there, Biden is at its. He looks foolish, but uh, it is better to be thought a fool, right, uh, than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Is the was saying attributed to Mark Twain? Biden is sitting in yeah. that basement. It's foolish, but he's not making any news and he's not getting himself in any trouble. Chris Tyrell, thanks so much. Look out for the Canadian geese, and please, thanks, and thank you for putting your phone on silent. I appreciate it. Back in a moment, I'll be on with Stuart Varney. You'll finally see what I look like. Bye, Chris. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, you probably have heard hundreds of the Balance of Nature success stories that are played on the radio every day, each hour sometimes. And I want to tell you that not one of these guys are actors, these ladies are actors in their ads. They are real people who have real results, and they receive tens of thousands of success stories each year. So they share them. Their secret to real success is using real food. You can see and smell and taste the difference in the products compared to others. All their ingredients are simply fruits and vegetables. It is that simple. You know what else is great about Balance of Nature? Sometimes I'm in too much of a rush to eat great. Sometimes you don't feel like defrosting something. 
some vegetables. When you order, sometimes you forget to order some fruits and vegetables if you're having things delivered to your house. So that's why Balance of Nature is my answer. Don't wait to see what your daily recommended servings of fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code Brian, B-R-I-A-N. For 95 years, SIA LTL Freight has hit the road to deliver the goods that keep businesses and communities moving. Now, in this uncertain time, we won't stop going that extra mile because at the end of the day, we are all in this together for the long haul. SIA LTL Freight, driving stability, safety, support, and strength. Visit SIA.com. That's SAIA.com. Every home has a to-do list. That leaky drain, bare spots on the lawn, repainting the trim. To finally get that to-do list done, call in a pro. Over the past 20 years, HomeAdvisor has connected over 100 million homeowners with trusted local pros. And during these times, we're making it easier than ever for great pros to join the HomeAdvisor network. For a limited time, home service businesses can get $200 in free advertising. Visit HomeAdvisor.com start for details. That's HomeAdvisor.com start. 